some scary crit. Hello, critters. Hi. <laughs> no, no, what up, podcast people? No one they missed. No one they missed you after you talking about, you know, that you were too busy for them. First of all, first of all, <laughs> I love y'all. <laughs> Second of all, I was busy. <laughs> Both things can exist and be true. <laughs> and it is true. It is very true. Both things can exist. Um, I just felt like Mm, I just I just had to, you know, rectify that right away because I just felt like, wait, I don't want the people to get the wrong message here. We do There's care. No wrong message. Okay, <laughs> y'all have been rocking with us for 20 episodes. You know me by now. Oh, wow. We are on episode 20. We are on episode 20, folks. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there, there was a delay last week because we were on set, you know, hashtag on set. Um, thank you, Lamel, for that. I'll I'll probably do a post tomorrow about that so people can know like kind of how grateful I am and what I've been up to um but we're back with um episode 20 the season two finale of scary crit here very excited um we did a little um cult classic 90s film that we'll discuss today and we have um something relevant in the Negronomicon for this week so I guess we should just um dive right in relevant uh, to the 90s no relevant to um like recent you know it's just like it's like it just came out oh okay yeah. that was like sentence structure i didn't understand i'm sorry there should have been a comma there i should have paused my my apologies all right um so negronomicon pulling it off the shelf open it up um i from from the Instagram, um, I am Infinite um, wanted us to talk about a video um, titled, you know, how white people be in scary movies, and it's a oh, video. Ian! yeah, <laughs> and it's a video with the Halloween theme of a black man running away from the killer who, you know, camera point of view, and they are doing everything possible <laughs> to make it easier for them to get killed. They just passed the front door and I think they just shut it instead of going through it. <laughs> and it just harkens back to what I had said uh, several, several episodes ago, probably um, close to when we started, how it is one of my horror pet peeves, how the protagonists are, you know, the victim instead of running out the front door, or they do everything but run out the front door or, or escape in a way where they actually escape and make it hard for the killer to get them it's like they do everything possible to um put an impediment in front of their own survival and i just mm -mm. there was this one movie i think i made up in my head but i didn't you know what i mean like you know the situation where nobody knows what else you're talking about and you that's what i felt about this movie um i think it starts with an a it was back like in the 90s it was a sci-fi movie and she was like in the woods or whatever and there were these uh black and red lizards it's it's real i watched it with the family <laughs> i looked it up like last year it starts with an a like uh anyway continue but so there's this it's like a horror slasher movie about these like wayward youths that have to go volunteer at an old hotel <gasps> uh see no evil maybe that sounds right with the chick with the back tattoo 
Yes, and uh, the the uh, a wrestler by the name of Kane. Yes, it was Kane. Yes, right. Yes, okay. Good. Yes, that was a movie right there. But don't you that remember when Homegirl was like, "I need to find my phone. I need to find my phone." Blah 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 blah. Oh, and then got, she, she, got she got murked. Mm, and mm, mm. and I that is what I immediately thought of because I'm just like, if you'd have just left your stupid phone where it was, you would still be amongst the living. But she there got, you are. She got killed with a flip phone now. Shoved down her throat. Down the throat. You know, you got to say throat with a K <laughs> for extra, for you know, emphasis. But yeah, but you know. But, she, and that's one of the reasons, too, why Scream is such an influential movie, because I, I distinctly remember that from the first time I watched it, when Sydney was home alone and Ghostface called and popped up in her house or whatever and that whole scene because she ran to the front door she actually did was, try to get out and he was there at the door so she mm-hmm. had no choice but to go upstairs but that's what i'm saying though the girls be having all the choices in the world and what they do it's like that scene in the first scary movie where it says safety death and where she go death exactly so i'm just like so i get you know, like it's that pet peeve and then my pet peeve is when the guy grabs the girl's hand as if that makes her run faster <laughs> it does not actually it impedes the running process <laughs> i was gonna say you gonna make me lose my balance with that grip let me go let me go unless you're gonna pick me up and do all the running for us we ain't got i ain't got nothing to talk about i'm fine thank you but yes um so you just you just revealed to me, even though I had texted you beforehand, and I said, let's do, let's at least watch the pilot, if not the first three episodes. I tried. But I was going to say you you get a pass because you you're you're you were producing, you were on set, you were busy. You were busy, so you get a pass. But me, I decided to watch the show them on Amazon Prime that just premiered this past Friday, April 9th. Um, I'm a big fan of, you know, um, little Marvin's work. I've been following him for a while. I'm, I'm very happy for him for writing this and getting it produced and getting it made and it's out in the world. I watched, um, the first three episodes for, you know, this, this, the podcast, because I want us to do possibly, you know, maybe every week we talk about it. Um, I ended up binging (laughs) the whole first season of 10 episodes over the weekend. And I'm going to tell you here right now, Mel, we will not be talking about the show every week with the episodes. We will not be doing that. Damn. Because it was a no from me. And I will tell you why. Wait, hold on. Wow. Hold on. Wait a minute. We have to revel in this moment because usually it's a no from me. And you're like, damn, Mel. You ain't even give it a chance. Da, 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 da. That's wild. Mm-mm. I I feel like I just subjected. So I my... saw your texts. Yeah. And I didn't know if yeah. you know how sometimes you'd be like, oh girl, like this is the thing. And then and I didn't know if it was a bad thing or a good thing. And then here and now, I'm realizing it was bad. Yeah. It's just mm-mm. I can't. Mm-mm. So, so we will we will have a special devoted completely to um, this show as soon as Mel has watched the season, and we'll just have a episode about it. Um, she made a face, so it's because it'll, I didn't want to watch this. <laughs> like when we first talked about this, I was not interested, and now I have to watch it. And you don't even like it. 
but I think it's important to talk about why I don't like it because I. Mm. Yeah, I agree. I just, you know me. I, don't I know. Like, well, hey, hey, we'll have some, um, we'll have some wine. You know, we'll get through it. I don't know. <laughs> but okay. Um, I, I, okay. Oh, I want to talk about one more thing, and it's just a quick thing. Uh huh. That thing with Thandie Newton is wild to me. Oh, where have she reclaimed that? her original name? Yes. I love it. I stand. Stand. Because it. it's crazy that her name was misspelled. And that's why she's been going for Thandie Newton for the past like 30 years. That's insane. That's all I wanted to say. I don't know how to pronounce her true name. I thought it was Tandy Newton. I thought I thought the H was silent. But no, it's a whole no, it was misspelled. It's not Thandy. It's Melanie T-H-A-N-D-I-W-E. That's a whole different name. I love it. Be you and stand in it. Like reclaim your true identity and stand in it. Because she has been in the game for a long time, y'all. Yeah. Like. Is it, so is it the, I don't know how to say, I don't know how to pronounce it. Tondewe? I think it's Tondewe. You asking the wrong person because I don't know. <laughs> Let me see if there is there is there a microphone where we can pronounce that. But yeah, I don't know. Oh wait. Did you find it? Uh huh. Yeah, you were right. Ten D way. D way. See, I remember a little bit of uh, from linguistics, <laughs> even though that was one of the hardest classes I've ever taken in my life. When I tell you, like, uh, having to graph a sentence, girl, no. Girl, no. But, and I don't know. I want. I brought that up because I think, in the context of what we were just talking about, it's crazy that, in the in the context of trying to fit yourself into whiteness mm-hmm. and being afraid to to correct someone for fear mm-hmm. of not being able to get another job, mm-hmm. that then do then Dway then Dayway Newton allowed these people. To give her an entirely new name because it was easier to say <laughs> and it caused less trouble for her to allow them to call her that it's, than it it's, did for her to correct it, it. It's total cold switching. You know, you do what you got to do to survive in this world, even if that means, unfortunately, not being able to be authentically yourself. It's terrible, but um, I'm glad that she is reclaiming her true identity and how to her and her name. Yeah. I love that. So cheers to her. All right. Uh, so that was Neganomicon closing it up, putting it on the shelf. And now we are going to talk about, we're going to rewind back to 1999. 98. We have been in a vibe for the past couple. Of we need to get out of the nineties, girl. What are <laughs> we doing? We need to, we need to either go further back or, or go to present day or something. The people gonna get tired of us. Um, but I feel like this is a this was I don't know, like I don't know, because we were talking about which what are we gonna do? And I feel like the faculty is a feel-good horror movie. You know what I mean? Like Oh yeah, because it wasn't it wasn't as it, it was serious. it wasn't serious, yeah. So uh yeah, Mel just said it. We're talking about 1998's the faculty. 
um, the science fiction horror film written by uh, Scream writer Kevin Williamson and directed by um, uh, directed by Spy Kids fame. Right. I was like, Robert. what are you talking about? <laughs> directed by Spy Kids fame and also um, Grindhouse Sin fame City, with, Grindhouse, um, yeah. with uh, Planet Terror, which was so good. <laughs> and you could tell uh, like watching it that that his influence is all over it. Yeah. It really is. Speaking of Spy Kids, girl, that movie just turned 20 years old like last week. I know. I know. Shark Boy and Lava Girl, I feel old. Ooh. I, I mean, know. I said Shark Boy and Lava Girl. I meant Spy Kids. That's, mm, I saw that in the movies. Spy Kids was released March 30th, 2001. Oh my God. <laughs> just turned 20 freaking years. Mm. Oh my God. But, but when I tell you that movie still holds the fuck up, yeah. Oh my God. Because if we stole, still don't all want a microwave that just gives you McDonald's. <laughs> oh my God. She just put it in and press the button. And there was the, what was it? A Big Mac and those large ass fries. Mm-hmm. And a co- That's good oh. when they had super size two in 2001. Super soft. Oh my God. Y'all. And, and then like the fact that, you know, there was that little, um, there was that, um, that, uh, it was not a jet ski, but that little like submarine in the closet. Mm-hmm. And like she said, don't press the sibling relationship between Carmen and Junie was so authentic. Like watching that as, as a kid and even as an adult, I'm just like, wow. It they did Alexa Vegan and Daryl Sabera, bless them. Oh. And they're they're both they're both freaking married. And Alexa Vega has a whole ass family. Like it's too much. It's 20 years. Wow. But yeah, Spy Kids was that movie still is that movie. It is that girl. I still say till this day, shiitake mushrooms. <laughs> till this day. Oh, shiitake mushrooms till this day. But yes, Robert Rodriguez um, directed this. So I, I will admit this is my first time ever watching this movie. <laughs> That, which is wild. I me. had never seen the fact this is before. such a 90s movie. Like the cast alone just screams. I mean, you got you got America. Josh Hartnett, you got freaking Elijah Wood, who was fresh off of surviving his murderous cousin, you know, after being chosen from the cliff by the mother. So then he grew up and went to high school and then had to encounter the aliens. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Please tell me you got that reference. The Good you? Son with Macaulay Culkin. Oh. And how at the end, you know. Yeah. You Okay. And then I'm just saying he grew up and he went to high school and then he encountered oh, you know, the aliens. Okay. I was like, for what? those of y'all who got that, thank you. Thank you so much. But yeah, Josh, Josh Hartnett, Elijah, Elijah Wood, um, Clea Duvall, um, the Phoenix herself. Um, oh my goodness, I can never pronounce her first name. Famke? Famke? Famke, Famke, Um, But she, yeah, she, this was, and this is before. John Stewart is in this movie, so I'm a hike. Oh my movie. God, oh my God, oh my God. I did not realize. <laughs> I did not realize that was John Stewart Bill. And I'm like thinking he looks familiar. And oh my God, he's like, I'd like this. I like this teacher vibe, like the cool teacher vibe we got going on. He's like cussing from the students shit. And it and when it when I watched those end credits and it said John Stewart, I was like, get the fuck out of here. Mm-hmm. Get the so yeah, John Stewart, Salma Hayek was in there. She had the corona. Yeah, she had corona. Yep, because she was in there hacking up a storm. 
and then they had the freaking um aunt from um jumanji mm-hmm. up in there uh as the principal yeah beatrice uh newworth i was like wow it's it was weird seeing her in like um a serious character because the aunt was you know more like kind of fun yeah jumanji so this movie was how i described it was it was like the thing but in high school Mm -hmm. and there were so many different and it also oh god can can you hear me okay sorry i touched the thing um Something about this movie that is, again, Kevin Williamson's brand is it is very meta. (laughs) Yeah. It is very meta. So we had a bunch of references either like actually named or implied where uh, Puppet Master was named. Invasion of the Body Snatchers was named. Um, The thing I don't think was named, but it was written all over this movie, especially in the scene in the garage with what I'll call the sniff test. Yeah, because it was basically the, the yep. When I tell you I was cracking up, mainly because when Elijah Wood's character started, and um, um, what is the jock's name? Uh, Stan, when mm-hmm. Stan and um, Elijah bugging out started, started like laughing, I was dying because it just, it, it added, and that, and again, that's where it goes to this is a horror movie that does not take itself seriously mm-hmm. i was able to laugh i was like this is some funny shit it reminded me of that scene in uh in taxi in 2004 with um jimmy fallon and queen latifah were the laughing oh, gas yay. <laughs> which is the funniest part in that movie hands down when i tell you i was on the floor oh my god that's funny but no so i mm, I did like how the movie wasn't like uh, it was like a guessing game. It was it was giving very much clue because I'm over here trying to figure out who is it. I know it's not. I know it's not the. I know it's not the coach. I know it's not the gym teacher, uh, Joe, played by Robert Patrick. Because when we first were introduced to him, someone else came up to him and, but, and turned that's, him right. And that's why I like this movie so much because the opening is so off the wall. Because I hadn't watched it in a long time. It, but starts you know, like you a, it starts off like a stereotypical high school movie, like duh, like John Hughes or some shit. But no, it doesn't. Because it's crazy that the credits don't roll first. Because usually oh, you're when, right. we, when we're in like a high school, like we're Especially watching the 90s. 10 Things I Hate About You, there's always a song. And then we watch the main character like get up and go through their morning routine. And then all of the credits roll. And then we get to the high school. And it's crazy that we start how we end. With the the football the football coach bookends <laughs> yelling at everybody, and then he gets angry and whatever, and then he sees something, and then it cuts, and then <laughs> the title screen. It was just weird how it was how the structure of this. Oh no no, it wasn't was. title screen. It was then then it went to their little staff meeting, and then it went to the principal getting got oh right and then, and it, then went it went to the title, title. right I was like, and Damn. I was like wait a minute <laughs> but that, again i think that again i think that might be a brand of kevin williamson again because he loves starting off with a good prologue yep same thing happened and with scream 13 minutes i will never forget and i and and that's why i like this too because right because we were set up so that we know that something is wrong with the football coach Mm-hmm. And then we watch the principal get murdered. 
And now we know that there is something wrong with the football coach and there is something wrong with the with the drama music teacher person. Mm-hmm. And then as we the first time I watched this movie, we were walking through the high school, right? And and I, I thought the principal had just she dead, like dead dead. She gone. <laughs> gone, gone, gone. When she turned her, I was like, oh my God. <laughs> Where did you come from? <laughs> I was bugging out when she like reappeared. I was like, what the hell? He's like, but I'm I, still here. I'm, I'm, But I'm, it was cool because now the, here. we're watching <laughs> the kids try to figure out who's the queen. Oh, and yes, they the queen. automatically think it's the it's the principal. And I'm like, it's not the principal. I thought it was, I thought it was, uh, what's her name? What's her name? Um, Where's she at? Hold on. Give me a minute. I thought it was Karen. I thought it was Miss Karen or uh, Miss Olsen, the uh, played by Piper Laurie, the one who um, the Bob in the scarf. Oh, the teacher. Short. I thought it was her mm-hmm. I, because the, the one who the one who. Uh, yeah, I really I hella thought it was her because she was always like around. Yeah, it, there was like a very like distinct emphasis that was being placed on her by, and even at the at the football game at the end, it was her and the principal standing next to each other. And I think it, it that was like the one let down. That it wasn't her. That she that it, we didn't go anywhere. Like she oh, was such an car- integral part of everything, and then she was a MacGuffin. Just, yeah, she was. <laughs> and you don't like those? I don't <laughs> at all. Like we just she wasted was a, a whole MacGuffin. moment. They played in your face, Mel. Kevin was like. I'm doing this just to mess with her. You thought <laughs> and you thought wrong. <laughs> so what I what I like about this movie is, and this and we can see this in another movie called um Cabin in the Woods, um, where you it takes the typical high school formula and really lays out the characters. You have the jock, although again, with this movie being meta. The jock is actually trying to subvert his role. He doesn't want to be a jock anymore. Um, Stan wants to, he's 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 always been good at sports, but he wants to actually be good in school. He wants to actually he's earn his grades seriously. and learn and be yes. And I love that. I was like, oh, this is I've never seen this before. I love this for this character. But then at every turn, you know, he was met with, you know, resistance or disbelief or um um discouragement which was very sad to see like delilah i did not like that girl no and she, she was very because i and i i think you're right it's, it's very cabin in the woods where the, we see the jock but he's not a jock he's trying to be a different person there's the head cheer overly ambitious head cheerleader editor of the school newspaper who's actually like a raging bitch Ugh, delilah um there's Elijah Wood's character. Who's the nerd, the the one who gets bullied, you know, the weak one. Who's um, actually, like, also super ambitious, strangely enough. I mean, um, well, he's a nerd, girl. What you think? But no, but normally nerds are just like, I'm going to wear my glasses and, like, be smart, but not. I'm just going to be smart over here in the corner. Uh, you know what I mean? He was very much, like, a front runner of, like, no, this is what's happening. Um. Yeah, Casey, that's his name, Casey. Stokely, who was like pretending to be goth because she was, I don't know. That was weird. (laughs) Pretending. So like what? Yeah, she was interesting to me. Um, Yeah, she was very interesting to me. 
I didn't, her character was, I felt like it was trying to be another subversion, but I was confused on what it was trying to subvert. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Because it was, and that's the other thing. I don't know why the, the, the editor-in-chief Delilah was picking on her and lying that she was a lesbian. I don't know why she chose to be a lesbian or to, to be perceived as a lesbian. I don't understand how goth equals lesbian either. And then they set her up for us to believe that she was gay because of how she was googly and Mary Beth. Mary Beth when she came the new, in. The new girl. Right. The new girl, the innocent new girl. Um, and then, you know, that was slipped on his head when she um, kisses Stan. Right. I also was, have my qualms about Mary Beth. That, that, country, that country accent. But, <laughs> plot hole, how does an alien know about the geography of the United States, know what a Southern accent is, knows where Atlanta, Georgia is, finds paperwork to be able to transfer into the school. Where did you get clothes? Why, no. How did you know that no. transforming into a blonde-haired, blue-eyed white woman was your best option in no. Ohio and in the United States? How did you know, Mary Beth? How did you choose the name Mary Beth Louise Hutchinson? Who told you that? I, I think on its way to becoming, um, I think it um, it watched Still Magnolias and <laughs> it just thought, you know, this is the way, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to be a fake Dolly Parton and I'm going to have three names and I'm going to tell them to everyone and I'm going to be from Atlanta. She poured herself a cup of ambition and she got to work. I... Mm. Nine to five. I'm kidding. I don't know. But no, I was so, oh, so wait, she was truly the alien queen. She didn't, she was not one of the, she wasn't the, a parasite who infected another person. She was just an alien queen who transformed herself into, into a human. okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she must have watched a bunch of uh, the Steel Magnolias. She went on Lifetime. She was watching the real world. I don't know. She did something before she became, I don't know, uh, that, uh, but uh, this is fiction. Not everything has to be answered. Uh, not, I, I don't know. Uh, I just, I don't know. The, the plot holes, they're you very. You just said to me that this is fiction. <laughs> oh, speaking of, I love that whole thing about science fiction where they said the science part is right. But the fiction part is they're just using that to, how did the line go? It was such a good line. I couldn't tell you off the top of my head, but I know what you're talking about. When, yeah. when, Elijah, when they were trying to figure out like what was happening and she was like, it's not real. Like it's fiction. And he was like, no, fiction is how they're telling us what's going on. It was very like yeah. conspiracy theory. Yeah, I did. I, I really did like that line. But yeah, Mary Beth was, she can kick rocks. Oh my God. And then Zeke. Uh, Zeke Josh Hartnett's character, uh, not not Outcast. 
Would, would he be like the slacker? Yes. Okay. Stoner that doesn't stone. Yeah. Uh, um, he definitely was not getting high on his own supply, which I, which I Appreciate. respect. I respect that. Um, what I don't respect or appreciate is the fact that how the movie ended, it seemed to put him and um, Miss Burke in a relationship together. And I'm which like, which was weird. I'm like, he, he's a super senior. Yes, but he is still underage and he is still a student. This is inappropriate. Get it off my screen. Yeah, it was all weird. Because also, like, super seniors are not allowed to play sports, so he could not have joined the football team. Plot hole. <laughs> Another plot hole and Hello. a gross one. I did not approve that. I also didn't approve. You should have seen the face I made when that movie ended with Casey and Delilah together. And you know how- she was wearing purple and florals. How- do you know how disgusted I was? I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, look at the. Um, oh no, you're talking about the Deli- I I was thinking about Stokes in the purple. Oh, where she basically became, you know, yes. your. Typical- but that's what I meant about Casey's character. Like he was a nerd because he was small, not because of his personality. He was still an ass. Mm. He was just a nerdy ass. I just I just thought it was stupid uh, to put these two characters together. It, it, it there was no uh there was no uh, no even when they were in the closet there i just i didn't see it i and it just felt like as the carpenter queens have said so fabulously it was more heterosexual Hetero bullshit. bullshit hashtag hetero Hetero bullshit. bullshit because if you if you ask me <laughs> it should have been casey and zeke thank you because why? I will tell you. Okay, you're not. Okay. Tell me why. <laughs> maybe no, you didn't like... see it. I was like, did you not? Maybe you didn't see it. Um, well, I just felt like, you know, it was basically, they were the last two standing at the end of the movie. Yes. Um, and I just felt like with them being, I felt like that would have been another huge subversion for the slacker to get with the nerd, nerd character. And then, you know, with them being queer, with, with us, hold on, where's my gavel? I wish I had, I'll insert one, with them, with us actually having queer characters in this instead of pretend queer characters. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. We like, had pretend queer people. We had um, pretend colored people. And what I mean by that is Usher is on the poster. Oh my God. He is, oh he my God. Let's talk about it. Let's talk he about it. He had a it. total of eight lines. I and they you. weren't like full sentences. I texted you. I said, I said with the with the New York face that she made when uh Hottie called herself Beyonce. I said, Usher Raymond, because I just started the movie and Usher was there. Yep. And then how do you have a name, especially in the year? 1998 how do you have the usher raymond in your movie and he is not a part of the main cast and looking at the poster you would think that he was you would think that he would have like like stakes that he knew that that i was just waiting 
I was waiting for him and the football guy. That's who I shipped together because I had this whole thing in my brain that they like played football together and they were the two best kids on the team and they could really rely on each other. And like he was screwing him over by quitting and it was going to be this big like comeuppance thing of like, you can't leave me here alone. Da, 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 da. Didn't happen. Oh my god, my little high school heart is just a pounding at this. That that's perfect. That would be so good. Oh, the the teenage angst. All you can't angst. leave me here. Can't leave me here alone. We're the uh, middle of the season, man. Oh my god, you leave been, me. And it would have been raining on the field. Man. And ushers in his um his uh his basketball uniform, the pads, and then you got you said basketball uniform. They play football. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know them, but <laughs> football uniform and Stan is, you know, in regular clothes and it just would have been all the, mo- you know, I'm just saying this movie as sub- as subversive as it was, we could have actually used some queer in here. We could have used some gays. Where were the gays? Where was the gay storyline? We could have used that. But um, that I think that would have probably been a, better than um, the pairing that I had. So yeah, but um, the fact that Usher was not a main a part of like the main six really fucked with my really fucked with me because I'm like how do you and especially with the fact that they were using his influence to promote the movie yeah thank god that didn't happen to Brandy and I still know what you did I think about that all the time oh my goodness all the time because I honestly believe that that Usher's character was a throwaway or like a super late addition so that they could do that with the promotion, right? But I mean, I don't know. It's weird because he wasn't—he wasn't necessary. Like he, that character was an unnecessary character, and it was a waste of screen time. It could have been played by anyone, anyone else. It, it's just—it I felt like it did him a disservice because before this, um, he had a re- he had a recurring role in Moesha, uh huh, um, which I think got him this, but. This this is not a TV show. This is a feature film starring a lot of big names in because 90s pop culture. And he is one of those big he names. He should have been Stan. He should have been the original captain of the football team that was like, oh, I want to yes, be Because it, I'm looking at the poster it, now and it. Stan's not on it. Stan is not in the poster. They played us. They played us. Yep. Usher should have been Stan. And... They played us like That's a film. That's not how that worked and, out. And, and no shade to uh, Sean Atosi, who played Stan. He did a great job. I really, his character grew on me. I really loved him. But I just felt like if if y'all are going to use Usher to promote your movie and in the promotional materials, he should have been in the main six as Stan. But it's, you're right, right. Because how is, how, I just don't understand how, how Stan, I don't understand how Stan is more of a main character than someone who was on the poster. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's wild. That was that was a that was rude to do because at least with Scream, even though Drew Barrymore, um, like even though she had, because originally um, I think Drew had uh, auditioned to play Sydney, but then she ended up getting um, the role of whose name was also Casey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Kevin, what you doing? I'm seeing it. All these you were cycling, but it's okay. But that that's was what... a very psycho 
but yeah, Thank but you. also, but that was, but I don't think that had been done before where you, you uh, are at least in, in, it was really big in the nineties where you market this movie with a name as big as Drew Barrymore and she is in the movie and it opens up with her, but then you kill her off. Right. But that, that's what I'm saying. That was a very psycho, like um, homage to. Yeah. Cause the... it worked, but yeah, he's right. I'm looking at him right now, Mel, his face is right here. And he was only in the movie for what? Like seven minutes. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So that was that was a that's a grievance that uh we both have with this movie. Like how y'all played in our faces and you played with Usher Raymond because he should have been the jock. And I think he could have done a very good job because that's another thing this movie was lacking. Um it like there was not a lot of, um, especially with a, a in a in a high school like this one in, in the nineties. Uh, at least in it, how the movie seemed to be set and everything with the with the culture, wh- mm. where mm-hmm. were the black people? They didn't exist in in Ohio at the time. And was Usher the only black person on the team? Uh huh. He was the only black person in the whole school. Oh, we have a token, ladies and gentlemen. Straight from South Park. Oh, have a token. So yeah, that that was something that mm, I'm like, y'all, you either, oh, either y'all could have kept this and not had the character of Gabe or Usher in it at all. Wait, or, but if you take out Gabe, nothing changes. You're right. You're right. If you take out Gabe, nothing changes. So y'all could have written off Gabe, period, but Gabe the role of Stan to Usher. I, I wonder how that happened. Why was he not? Why was he not Stan? Was it what, scheduling conflicts? Was he busy with music or tour or Moesha? Like, what was it? What was the reason? Why was he not given the role of Stan? White supremacy. Well. <laughs> you know, that could be a valid point. Um, I don't know. I don't know, uh, Mr. Rodriguez. I don't know if you had any influence in that room, or I don't know where your, I don't know where your thoughts were, but I don't. I just felt like that could have been handled a lot better, because especially if I think things would be um, different if he had not been on any of the promotional materials. Yeah. If his face was not at all on the poster, because when you when you see faces on the poster. You're showing the main cast. You're showing the people who are going who, to speak. You're showing, have lines. yeah, and you're showing you're showing people who the audience is going to come to see. Yeah, people do not like being lied to, girl. Mm-mm. What are you doing? What is this? It was a lot. It was a lot. So yeah, they could have. Yeah, they could have did better at that. Um, it, as for the. Um, the <laughs> this was 90s so uh cgi <laughs> you know some of the special effects were kind of like you know uh, but it was some good you know creature feature alien horror like when they chopped off um john stewart's fingers and they were funny. they were like sentient and they all or when um the the car crash happened with the with um <gasps> with uh what is her name i have oh. breaking news who died? No, no one died. Who about won? this film in spe- in particular about the oh. faculty. So, because you know how in the end, I'm sorry to cut you off, but this is this is this is I didn't know this. You know how 
and in the credits of this movie, it says Tommy Hilfiger at the bottom as like a sponsor or executive backer, blah, 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 whatever, right? That's so 90s, Tommy Hilfiger. <laughs> Several scenes involving an additional character named Venus, played by Kadita Jones, were shown in TV previews for the film, as well as Tommy Hilfiger commercials. But they were ultimately cut from the film. She is also visible in a scene in the theatrical version standing next to Gabe in Mr. Furlong's science class when they're looking at the new species in the aquarium. That's what happened to all his lines. There was a black woman named Venus in this movie and they cut her out. Wow. Wow. Mel, I don't, mm, I don't want to. I don't want to get upset right now. I don't want to do that. I, I've, it's I've too been, late. I'm already I've, there. I've been through enough with it's, them. I, I can't. Oh mm. my God. Wow. Did they say why? No. <sighs> I want to buy the DVD now because it's in there. The extra scenes are in there. they probably on YouTube. Oh, wait, no. The Faculty was one of the few Robert Rodriguez films to not receive a special treatment on DVD. Missing are the traditional extras, including (laughs) his traditional 10-minute film school audio commentary. Dang, because I knew they were wrong. (laughs) Oh, my God. I did not know that. Mm. That's crazy. That's sad. Wow. That's terrible. Because what does it mean in a film where a lot of the subtext is female sexuality and empowerment Mm -hmm. and then you you have a black woman named venus of all names venus Mm -hmm. and you cut her out that's crazy i am i'm trying to like formulate my thoughts right now but all i can feel is just like like shock but not but i'm not surprised Mm. Because you know that's Quincy Jones' daughter. That's the Jones. Rashida? That's this is Rashida Jones' sister. Oh wow. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm. Dang, the faculty dang. Did her wrong. I'm upset. <laughs> Cause like this is this is a fun movie that I did enjoy, but I'm like, you know, when you look into the the mishandling of Usher. Then you find this out. Wow. Y'all should have... That's why... That's that's what I'm saying. This is why all his lines was cut. Because everybody had a pair, and that was his pair. So I'm sure that's the only other person that he spoke to in the entire thing. And that's where all his lines went. Yeah, y'all did not... Y'all shouldn't just... Y'all shouldn't even have put Black people in there if this is what y'all was gonna do. Like, come on. I have to scour the internet and find the version. Dang, dang! Send it to me when you do. Uh, I just dang. oh no, we lied. Dwayne Martin was in here. Who was that? He was a police officer for a brief scene. Oh, I forgot about him. See, yeah, he had he had a couple lines, but yeah. So there were there were yeah. So apparently there were three black people in this movie, <laughs> but only two made it to the screen. Mm. Damn. Um. Hmm. Well, um, I wanted to say that, you know, the special effects were, they were fun. 
Um, like the yeah, because that moment with with her head, and where he was just like, where he basically was just like, "Fuck this," and ran off. That was yeah. a that was another big homage to the thing, like the whole thing with the head moving and like you know, and because him being like <laughs> him running off and saying "fuck this" was hilarious because I mean like hell yes I'm done, but it was another homage to the line that was said in the same scene and theme where it was just like you've got to be fucking kidding me because it's just like this is some ridiculous stuff here that's going on that was and that was funny. Um, the what was also funny was the fact that with this being in the late 90s this is when uh dare like the the drug um oh god what were they called like the mm, uh, like the drug abuse resistance education program was like booming. Like I remember them. There? All, all, yeah, I remember them. Hold all, on. Yeah. Hold on. Yeah. Wait a minute, because what we are not gonna do on this show. Look at even Roxy is upset. Who the hell says the acronym for dare? Never in my life. Never in my life have I have I been in a room with anyone who just who said the actual words. I never even knew what the actual words meant. I just knew that it was dare what did you just say to me drug abuse <laughs> resistance education get out get out the, the podcast is over <laughs> let me grab my purse <laughs> take it purse first get out <laughs> i don't no, understand it was giving it was it was very because that was so like the fact that you know this is in a time where um people in high schools and middle schools and elementary schools are being like um discouraged from drugs by like um programs and organizations like dare and and also commercials all over tv and because you know they treated marijuana and shit like it was crack yep and now today (laughs) right and but for it to be drugs that was basically the like the kryptonite to the aliens that the kids had to use to win the day was hilarious to me yep because they were like oh you don't want us to do drugs then get body snatched right and what was what, what was the line he said guaranteed to guaranteed to mess you up or something like right before he stabbed the queen with all three oh elijah's i don't remember and like, it wasn't three it was two and that's another plot hole and brandon yeah. was like i don't want to hear you talk about this but i don't care it was two pens of stuff that took down like a seven eight foot monster leave me alone that was huge. That was oh my god. The, also, yeah, I do, and I love that that uh, that shot of when she's walking through the locker rooms um, as a human, but then the shadows are all like tentacles and stuff. I love mm-hmm. that. That was a good shot. I really did like that shot. Um, but like I said, it, it was very like monstrous feminine when yeah the, the monstrous mm-hmm. the. It was, when it female was, sexuality as a whole is is positioned as the monster in the story because at that moment when she's naked and that is probably the most sexual that she has been portrayed 
she is effectively what she is scary is her said, does, sexuality. Does my nakedness bother you? Right. Zeke? Does my body bother you? Like, what's the problem? And even the teacher, even though it was creepy at the end, she was meek and mild and reserved until she was infected with this parasite. She became the phoenix. Right. Trying to phoenix it up with everybody. Our good sisters there are talking about, oh, I'm looking for something a little cherry flavored if you get my drift. I was like, <laughs> I was cracking up. But then I was like, wait a minute. This is a teacher. This is a student. Get it off my screen. Get it away from me. Get out. And then even with the, the fake goth character, her sexuality is what made her an outcast or the idea of whatever her sexuality was. And it's crazy to kind of see that movement through everything. Because even the at the beginning, when the football coach attacks the principal, principal. Mm-hmm. it starts off as, as like a, a sexual assault situation. Oh, yeah. That was creepy as fuck. I was uncomfortable. And it's crazy how that is. This, and then he penetrated her hand with the pencil. With the pencil. Penetrated. Yeah. 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 It was um, something I also don't want to get. Something that's also not lost on me that I didn't like um, was the ending of the movie where, you know, the whole thing, you know, with the invasion of the body snatchers, uh, it's about conformity. Mm-hmm. But how, and, you know, and they're able to resist that. But then how at the end of the movie, they all end up conforming to these roles yeah. where the slacker basically becomes a jock. Yep. Um, and then the the goth girl becomes like a respectable, respectable femme prissy girl mm-hmm. with a man mm-hmm. so reinforcing heteros- uh, um, heteronormativity and gender roles mm-hmm. and then um with delilah and casey that i just that would i mm, i just felt like that was just so basic to me because it's like oh the nerd gets the girl because mm-hmm. that's why to me this is like if, and she was not a nice person. No. And, and you're it didn't still matter. attracted to that shit. Yep. Because to me, this is like if the Breakfast Club and Revenge of the Nerds were on the ship with Ripley and got infected yes. by the alien. And there, and there was an alien reference too where she said, when did you become Sigourney Weaver? Right. And it's And it's crazy because it's like, you know, I feel like in a lot of the teen movies, right? Not another teen movie. All of that. Love that one, Chris Evans. Hello. (laughs) But all of that is like, oh no, you don't have to live in societal expectations of who you want, of of who they think you're gonna be. And then at the end, that's exactly what happens. Exactly. Everyone ends up paired off and everyone conforms to who they're supposed to be or whatever, whatever, to exist into the world. So I appreciate that that is how this ended because I feel like they were like, no, 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 <laughs> we're going to do the same thing because you want to oh, know shit. why? Because this is life. On that front, okay, bravo. But I mean, because how else would it have ended? Because my the ending that I want is the like the original Puppet Master like Body Snatchers ending where there's still one. That's what I thought was going to happen. 
I was waiting to see, like, something going to be squiggling around, around here. Check the ground. Check somebody. Somebody got, there's going to be a remnant somewhere. Oh, there was another black person. One of the reporters at the end was a black man. The fact that we have to like it it comes Think to us, it. we don't auto- <laughs> we don't automatically know or remember we have to because like just hmm. like the other day when black people didn't exist in the south side of Chicago, black people don't exist in Ohio. That's fine. What was that? I haven't watched it in some in such a long time, but there was like a, a small like cutaway gag in in um in Family Guy where Stewie and Brian are playing the game where they're trying to find like diversity in Abercrombie and Fitch catalog oh i remember that it's like oh there's a black guy right there I was that, like, that's how i feel all the time yeah because that's like, why i love our tagline like there were no black people in the making of this film no unfortunately there were not in this one and even, this and this time there were four tokens in the making of this film girl not even not even enough to get on the bus let me stop um i just mm, it was a fun movie <laughs> It was very, it was, it was, it was, it it didn't take itself seriously. It was like, you know, it was, uh, there was, there was comedy. There was, you know, uh, I still, I still can't believe that was John Stewart. I still cannot believe that was John Stewart. But um, when you, but when you examine it, like we're looking at it, damn, that that is problematic as shit. Because do you know how much more I would have loved this movie if I had seen Venus as a kid? Do you know, it's so important to see black women characters yes this is this is why brandy's influence cannot be understated no i know what you did last summer is still like top top tier horror i still know yeah i still know what you did last summer like uh when i say brandy as carla elevated that whole movie Mm -hmm. to a level that would not have been possible without her and I feel like Usher could have did the same thing with this movie they could have they could have been two sides of like the coin same coin two sides like released in the same year. Terrible. It's terrible. Terrible. They they really they the ball let it on that they one. dropped the ball. But and I think that but they decided to drop the ball. So I'm like, girl, why? But they I don't think there was ever a ball. Oh. Because there didn't have to be a ball. You know what I mean? Mm. Like we one, I don't care about representation. Two that is the that is the trope or not the trope. Th- this is why I am grateful for black spaces in horror. And this is why I am grateful for all of the other black horror podcasts that we have, have now met and, and communed with and all of the other queer horror podcasts that we have met and communed with because the general fan group of horror is heterosexual white men who don't see outside of that mm-hmm. right and you have to fight and have all of these really weird and pointless conversations about why blackness is necessary and why it is necessary to have these conversations and why it is necessary to critique things in this way and it is infuriating infuriating to be like well what what do you mean like uh, ushers in the movie that that's enough. Like he's in the movie. Mm-hmm. No, my love. No, beloved. And here are all of the reasons why <laughs> we can improve upon this situation, right? And it's just crazy how you have to. We still have to ha- explain that. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure in 1998, this was not even a topic of discussion. 
it was just like, oh, Usher wants to be in the movie. That's fine. Cool. Cause he, yeah, cause he, you know, he's he was what was hot back then. at the time. Cause and then even even if you look at Scream, and I did this right, the only black person in Scream is a reporter who made a cameo as herself in the movie. The black woman that's standing by the school buses that's like, yeah, and this is the mask, and the ghost face killer is blah 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 blah, and then it pans off. That's it. So it's not like this is something then they that had, I didn't ever mm-hmm. thought about. And sometimes that's why it makes me mad being like a creator of color because we have to constantly have these conversations. We have to constantly think about all of these things and all of these implications. Meanwhile, white people can literally do whatever and it is fine. And then when someone's like, oh, you know, why did you make this decision? Because here are X, Y, Z implications. Well, no. Why would you say that about me? I'm not a racist. No one is saying that you are racist. That is not what I am saying, right? And the Speak fact that on you it. said that is the is you have some things you probably need to work out with yourself. Speak what I'm on saying it. Oh is God. you need to understand the implications of your decisions and be able to 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 either own it, to explain to me why you did it, or to do better. Not or, and, and to do better. Do better. It's just like you said. You want to, you want to make a, make a, uh, a horror movie about some kids, kids going out and into the woods, make it a realistic group of friends. Don't know. Do you not know how to write an Asian character? Find you an Asian writer and, and ask them and pay them to write it for you. Thank you. You're welcome. I don't know why this is still a conversation. Everything you just said, I also want to apply with, you know, my uneasiness about the directors and uh, some of the writers room in them, where it's like, you know, do that inner work and ask yourself, like, if you're truly not racist, then like, why would you think, you know, like, do the inner work. But let's be very clear. All white people are just a little bit racist. Y'all are. Okay. You just are. And that's, and that's okay. Acknowledge it. Read a book. Be better people. Because when you're raised in when you're raised in that privilege in a society that perpetuates it, you know you have to actively work. Work to not be in that bubble. Mm-hmm. You have so to actually work, work against it. Yeah, right. it's not, and it's not, it's not easy to do the work, but you have to want to do it, and you have to get in it, stand in it, and do the work. This is why this is what we're asking. Where it's like when we say. We don't need an ally. We need a, an accomplice. Yes. I saw this post today from a TikTok thing. And it was like, I want you all the white people who are like, how do I be an ally? Get ready to throw hands. Be that person so that I don't have to be, right? When somebody else, when somebody else who's white is doing something crazy, you need to be the one to be like, yo, that's crazy. What are you doing right now? So I don't have to. <laughs> that's how you do that. And it, and it goes the same with all this creation. It goes the same with making films. It's the same with writing. It's the same with all of our creative endeavors. You cannot look me in my face as a white person in this industry and say that you are an ally, that you are whatever word it is, and then you don't actively back that up every day that you go to work. Period. And I get that this is old and this is from the 90s, but as much as I love (laughs) 
Robert Rodriguez, as much as I love Kevin Williamson, there is work that needs to be done to make this better. Because Mm -hmm. as much as I am looking forward to this next Scream movie, I am sure that (laughs) it will still just be an all-white cast. I am positive. Because of all of the things that I have looked at before. So unless the Wayne brothers (laughs) make another scary movie... I'm not going to see nobody that looks like me in a franchise that is very near and dear to my heart. Uh, nothing uh, in in the the first two will always be the best in the scary movie series. Like, hands down. That's when the Wayans had, like, full creative control. Yeah. And we're, like, in it. Those are good. Those are, uh, those are so good. But, yes. Work that needs to be done. Rant for the day and it, and it was no at, at, at the, huh. no apologies are needed here you're good you're fine it would need it to be said and you said it and i agree because it's not it's not an always easy conversation to have to have to you know say that that kind of work has to be done but if we really want to move forward and make true progression in our works and in the works you know that are produced then you have to look backward to see what further work needs to be done. And then when you go forward, actually do that work actively because yeah, the faculty was good, but yeah, now after finding that out, I'm just like, Oh, wow. Mm -mm." Especially in, in the year 1998 where like, mm, y'all come on, come on. Mm -mm. Mm-mm, that that was not it. Somebody somebody made that decision to cut Miss Venus out. Somebody mm-hmm. made that decision to have Usher Raymond be a background character, not even a supporting character. Back- like that was a background character, like not even security guard. At least no. security can get you backstage. He was just standing there. She don't love herself. oh my god but okay um are we was was that good we are we good i mean we didn't give a synopsis but i feel like y'all could go watch it i feel like this should inspire you to watch it i feel like this should inspire you as i am now inspired to find the director's cut with venus in it if it even exists Oh yeah, Mel is gonna go on a, a deep sea search, and I think she might find it because <laughs> I would. I now I want to see Venus. I want to see how much that changes the movie. Um, before we do go, I want to. I wrote down some quotes, my favorite quotes in the movie. Um, I don't think a person should run unless they're being chased. Casey <laughs> said that. Um, You're that geeky Stephen King kid. There's one in every school. Delilah said that to Casey about himself. And I thought that was funny because, again, meta. Um, Resuscitation Annie. I think that is um, Mr. Highway's cousin who works in a school. Mm -hmm. Mr. Highway was the doll in the the good son that was used to cause a pileup. Okay. I'm going to shove my foot so far up your ass. You'll be sucking my toes till graduation. (laughs) That was perhaps my favorite line because that was said by, um, wow, I am so terrible with these. (laughs) I don't want to call her Jean Grey because that's not that movie, but um, it was said by the Phoenix. Um, 
Miss Burke to the character Zeke after she had, um, you know, been taken over by one of the parasites. Um, I'm not an alien. I'm just discontent. That was that said. That was funny. <laughs> that was said by that was said by Stan, um, in his like you know when Delilah was accusing him of not wanting to be a jockey more as him being like uh, one of them. And I'm like that line was so good because I'm like a lot of us can probably relate. We're not like we're we're over this, so we're discontent. And if that makes it look look like aliens, fine. Um, and then the whole thing, you know, Casey, when did you become Sigourney Weaver? That that was just I re- the Kevin Williamson, his um him handling or doing how he knows or how he does handles meta, he's like really he has that he has a really good grip on that. It was it was a fun movie, but yeah, y'all need to damn the. Mm, oh wow, Usher and Venus, y'all deserved um, y'all deserved more, and I'm I'm so sorry. Um, I just and I I can't help but compare this to, you know, what we got with I still know what you did last summer and how this could have been on par like easily. Yep. But okay, um, so that wraps up um that scary crit the faculty um and also our second season of scary crit so we'll be taking a little break um but we will be back um in the interim with um you know that special dim episode probably next week um but yeah i i hope y'all enjoyed this season we did i i, I well i did i don't want to speak for mel but <laughs> i did no, i didn't enjoy it I just oh, showed so, up. Oh, uh, so are we done? Is this it? Is this, <laughs> this a is it. finale? This is it. Are, we, are we done? Are we st- are we breaking up? <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I this is really fun. I feel like we had we really found our groove here. Um, and it was having our first uh, guest critter was phenomenal. Um, LJ, we thank you so much. Um, what are you looking at? You are making so many faces. You're going through a journey over there. No, I'm deep diving in the internet and I found promotional images for the movie. And in one of them, it's a very breakfast club like poster and Usher is not in it at all. And then I just found the Tommy Hilfinger ads with um, Khadijah Jones in the background. But like, and I'm just like, was she in this movie? (laughs) I don't like when they use like our faces to promote something we're not even in. Should, and then yeah. the usher is so prominently displayed. Yeah. In this Tommy Hilfiger ad. But okay, I'm sorry. No, no, it's that. okay. Um, but yeah, I think I think season two is really fun. I'm very proud of it. Um, and I'm excited for season three. Um and let's see. Yeah, we'll we'll be back with that special episode next week. Um, I don't have do you have anything, any announcements, any no. <laughs> I don't I don't this is a simple no. I think for season three we're gonna maybe change some things or update some things. I don't know. There's there's ideas rooming ruminating in my head, but we haven't talked about it yet. We'll 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 have we'll we'll talk about them over some coffee. You know. Oh, yes. 
we'll we'll have we'll have a meeting yes <laughs> scary crit meeting um but i do i do uh, this is an announcement but i want to um give um, a shout out to a very social person here um by the name of lauren lamell who just wrapped up her very first um production or producer credit on on a work um Cinder Cinder Chow um, recently uh, directed um, a feature film by the name of Artists Unknown, which I think is going to come out next year, the end of this year. Don't say date; it's just going to come out. It's going to come out <laughs> <laughs> at some point in time. But production is wrapped, and um, Lamel produced it, and she brought me in as a um, volunteer uh, production assistant, and I just want to shout you out because I'm just in awe of like you and who you are and like uh, your aura and your work ethic on set. I'm just like so much admiration and like Mel, Mel on set y'all was in it. She, she's like, like y'all, she had, she knew what to do. She had it going. She would, she, she was like time, like, you know, we have to do this. She was like on top. I love, I love seeing people at work in their element and just loving it. And this is the first set I had ever been on in my life. <laughs> it was um, fun though, right? It was a good, was a good and time. it was so much fun. Um my very first day I was so nervous and I wanted to and, and when you when you called me and um asked me did I want to do this and you were laying out all the duties, I I was scared. I got anxiety. I wanted to say no because I'm like this just seems like too much. But then you said <laughs> I would never, I would never ask of you something that I couldn't do myself. And so I said yes. And I showed up the first day and I was nervous, but it went so well. And it was unexpectedly fun. I had so much fun. I was on my feet all day, but I had so much fun. I got to, <laughs> um, if Walker is listening to this, I got to, um, you know, those scenes. Oh, you're a professional. You, <laughs> <laughs> you know, those scenes in the movies where you have like the the shirtless guy or whatever, like he's working, he's doing something, but it's like, he's, he's sweaty or whatever, like perspiring how they do that in like the reduction is like they are, they, um, before the scene is shot, they get spritzed or whatever. So I just happened to be standing near him <laughs> before the cameras start rolling. And he asked me, you know, he like handed me a bottle and was like, can you spritz me? And I'm just like, I, <laughs> like there's a six, four, um, like, muscular dude yeah muscular man like hairy chest right there he's like can you spritz me i'm just like okay and i'm like i double over with laughter like looking at me i made eye contact with you across the room because i'm just like what is going on uh -huh. here but it was in walker is that he was a sweetheart he was really and so funny walker is so funny yes. oh my god um but everybody like the cast sonia um we, we Sam, had a really good group. Um, Carrie, um, Ari, Ari, and uh, the Jesse, um, our sound Jay, people, Ian, Amelia, um, Amelia Ian. Um, Sierra, who I think was another producer. I love Sierra. Sierra was AD. Uh, oh, assistant director? Yeah. Um, and Cinder, our director. Um, Jay was there. Um, I, I don't want to miss any names. Um, Spaceship made cameo appearances. Yeah. Who is Carrie's cat? He's adorable. Um, but if and if I forgot anybody, I'm so sorry. But everybody I worked with, um, who Mel introduced me to, like I, I just feel like my 
creative family has grown a little bit. And like this lit a fire under me to write something that I can make with these people. Cause I would love to be in like Cinder's position. <laughs> oh, you um, want to direct? I didn't know that. I, I couldn't, something that I didn't, um, I just felt like, cause I'm, I'm watching her. I'm listening to her, like in between takes, like make notes and, and like say, try this again, or like, let's go for another take and we'll do it this way. And I felt like I kept feeling myself wanting to interject and like say certain things here and there, like enter my own ideas. But I'm like, this is not my thing. Shut up, sit and learn. She has a vision. You just help it come to life. But I'm like, Oh, so this is what it looks like being in the director's chair. This is what it looks like to direct and how much I want to write something and then direct it with like a really good group of people. And this is like an indie film and indie production. So it's small, like Mel and I haven't made it to Hollywood yet, <laughs> but I mean, this has made me really eager to like get back on a set. So maybe I'll start looking for actual, I don't know, PA roles or something, or maybe I can be a COVID compliance officer. Cause that was fun. I was that person too. It was basically like being an admin, but I wasn't in an office. I was on set on my feet. Yeah. Instead of, you I mean, know, they have op- there's office PA jobs where it's just paperwork all day. I don't paperwork is cool, but all day, I don't know about that, but I just wanted to give Mel, I wanted to give you a shout out because that was brilliant work that you did. I'm in awe of you. I am so eager to be on another set with you sometime soon or in the future. Um, I'm just, I just want to thank Cinder, the cast and crew for welcoming me and being so nice and then being phenomenal at your jobs and just like letting me be a sponge and soak it all up. And I'm, and I'm just so, um, I'm beyond eager to uh, work with you all again. Um, and artists unknown, keep an eye out for it whenever it's released in the world. Um, Mel and I both, <laughs> Mel and I both have cameo appearances, um, <laughs> which was so fun to shoot. Oh my god, I, uh, that was so much fun. Uh, you don't see our, you'll, I don't think you see our faces, but um, we'll let y'all know like who. They like, couldn't see our faces because yeah. we were stunt doubling for two. Yeah, non-black people. <laughs> <laughs> but it was it was super fun but um yeah mel i just i wanted to shout you out for the people because they, they need to know how awesome you are and um why and we ha- have no time for them and uh that and how <laughs> grateful and how grateful i am that you brought me into the fold and and like i feel like this opened up a new like it felt like a level up for me um especially after like a year a, a year of like such stasis so thank you and you're awesome you're brilliant and um i i, I can't wait to see like the finished product i'm so excited because uh, it was so fun seeing it all come together i can't uh, or seeing how you know actually being behind the scenes now i can't wait to see everything come together like i i, I wonder I, I hope i hope cinder lockdown editor um i just i'm just so excited to see how it's gonna look um but yeah um and yeah shout out big shout out to jesse again uh jesse sperling his hit the the lighting the the camera skills the like um, i i i was joking that he's gonna look like chris hemsworth by the time of the premiere because all the lifting he does with the Gear camera equipment like it's crazy but yeah y'all are awesome so um that has been scary crit for this week uh you know hit us up on hit us up on um 
um the instagram uh yeah because i don't go on our twitter i'm sorry (laughs) i thought you deactivated it i didn't deactivate it what are you doing (laughs) turn her off deactivate her it's over i thought you were Uh, done with twitter i i don't know i have aspirations you tried to walk away but you stumbled it's okay Pick yourself, yeah. pick you, pick yourself up, and and press the big I gotta X. Dust myself off and cancel it. And oh, and try again. Yes. No, so. I don't want to try again. I want to cancel it. <laughs> but that's not how the song go. But you know. <laughs> but okay. But yeah, follow us on the gram. Um, shoot us an email at um, scarycratepodcast at gmail.com um, just you know keep in contact keep keep an eye on our pages um, keep an eye out for that special episode coming you know of the them coverage um, but thank you guys for sticking around for 20 episodes and cheers to many more. more yeah cheers to our or many more okay y'all um, take care and we will see you again soon yeah later on podcast people <laughs> <laughs>